one of the main focuses of family medicine with preventative care is preventing things later. Knowing your history, being aware that if you if something is wrong, go see your doctor. Don't put it off. Just, you know, it's it's not a pride thing. It's just, you know, you need to take care of your body so that you can live a good, healthy life. We're so grateful for Chris's because that was something we always knew we needed. So it was a game changer. Like that statue of St. Patrick Steady in the storm Where the need is greatest We open our loving arms I think of that line from St. Paul, my power is made perfect in weakness and it's through those sufferings, those dark parts that sometimes we can find our deepest callings. Right place, right mind Bringing comfort in these troubled times Cause when you're up against a struggle stronger than you You just have to keep doing what you're called to do When the glory keeps coming makes you wanna trust Oh, something bigger than us we are so glad you're joining us for another episode of Christus Calling, where we're addressing healthcare topics that matter to you. I'm your host, Jillian Verdig. And I think, at least for a lot of guys um, that I know, it sometimes takes a lot for them to go to the doctor. And it's a lot of times it's waiting, waiting, waiting until oh, something's serious. Now I really have to go in. Today, this episode is all about the men. Don't worry, ladies, we're not excluding you in any way. But before we wrap up the month, we want to put the spotlight on men's health because June is National Men's Health Month. Today, we'll be hearing from a physician with one of our Christus Trinity clinics about the importance of annual visits, and we'll also have a candid conversation with one of our community partners that is helping address men's health needs outside the walls of our Christus Health facilities. I'm Dr. William Pickard. Um, I'm from Nederland, Texas. I was born and raised here. Dr. William uh, Pickard practices family medicine with his father at our Christus Trinity Clinic in Port Arthur, Texas. I'm a family medicine doctor, so I see kids all the way up to grandparents. Um, it's more especially in preventative medicine. I'm trying to catch things before they get too serious and help people overall live a, in general, healthier life. And that's kind of why I want to talk to you. So June is Men's Health Month. Mm -hmm. And you know, a lot of people that come through here, a lot of men probably come here first before they may realize that something else is going on, right? Sure, absolutely. And I think, at least for a lot of guys um, that I know, it sometimes takes a lot for them to go to the doctor. And so a lot of times it's waiting, waiting, waiting until oh, something's serious, now I really have to go in. And a big part of my job is having prevented it, preventing things. So testing certain things at certain ages and making sure that all the boxes are checked so that as you do get older, we're not dealing with major problems. We've caught them a lot earlier. 
So if you find something, you know, maybe an issue, whether it's with the prostate or maybe they're having heart issues, then, um, you know, some people, this may be their first experience in healthcare. Do you refer to them to a particular type of doctor depending on the issue? Sure. So I can do a lot of figuring out. So it's kind of like if you use an analogy of a quarterback to a team. So a primary care physicians should be your quarterback. They should get you to the right specialist. Um, do a lot of basic screening. If there's a problem, then sure. If your your PSA, the prostate screening antigen is high, then yes, we need to talk about it. We likely need to send you to urology for further testing. Or if you have a positive Cologuard, one of the screening tests for colon cancer, yes, we need to get you in to see a GI doctor for further testing. So a lot of the basic stuff, the first step stuff I do. And then once those results come back, if we need to, then we I get you to the right person to go. So would you recommend coming to your family medicine doctor? That should be your first stop when you start to notice maybe some of the early signs of sure. issues. Absolutely, I think so. Unless you've already seen a specialist and you already established one, that's fine to go see them. But I think the most important thing I think men can do, women can do as well, is that even in your 20s, you should see a doctor at least once a year just to make sure everything's going okay. And at least see them once a year just because things happen and once you're comfortable you've seen your doctor for years and years and years you feel more like this is going on so I feel comfortable bringing this up to you so um, like I said most important at least once a year try to a lot of insurance give discounts if you go to a doctor once a year so that's also an incentive but um, yeah just keeping an eye on your health if you feel something's wrong you should get checked you know if you know you know your body better than anybody but staying healthy goes beyond just visiting a family medicine doctor. Nadine Nadal is our program director for community development at Christus Health. She works with dozens of our community partners, but today she's going to introduce us to an organization called the 12 Way Foundation in Marshall, Texas, that is also helping men get and stay healthy. Hello everyone, my name is Nadine Nadal and I'm the Program Director for Community Development at Christus Health's headquarters. June is National Men's Health Month. This month is all about encouraging boys, men, and their families to take care of their bodies and mind by exercising, eating healthy, and seeking for help when needed. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, men in the United States on average die five years earlier than women, and die at higher rates from the three leading causes of death, heart disease, cancer, and unintentional injuries. Men's Health Month allows us to heighten the awareness of preventable health problems and encourage early detection and treatments of diseases, including depression. To help us learn more about men's health, we have two special guests with us today. One of our exceptional ministry leaders, and our Christus Community Impact Fund partner. You may be asking, what's the Christus Community Impact Fund? It is the grant-making arm of our organization that is informed by our community's voices. We leverage Christus Health's community health needs assessment and implementation plans to help us identify who to fund and what initiatives to support. The data-informed reports are driven by our community members and health ministries and identifies the top needs and historically marginalized service areas we need to focus on. Each year, we provide financial support and technical assistance to 30 to 40 grantees across our ministries 
that respond to the expressed needs of our communities and help us extend the healing ministry of Jesus Christ beyond the four walls of our hospitals. Now, going back to our two special guests, Jamie Brogan and Byron Butts, tell us about yourself, including your role at your organization and what called you to serve in the space of promoting mental well-being and improving behavioral health for men. Let's start with you, Jamie. Thank you, Nadine. So I'm Jamie Brogan. I'm Vice President for Mission Integration at our Christus Health facility in Longview and Marshall, Texas, Christus Good Shepherd. And I'm really grateful to get to be part of this topic today. I am a brother, a son, a father of four boys. And uh, in my prior work, I worked in higher education where we helped support you know, all our students, but also including male students to have whole health and uh, you know, the physical, mental, and the spiritual health that they need to uh, live as God calls them. Thank you so much, Jamie. How about you, Byron? Well, um, thank you. And um, my name is Byron Butts. I'm the executive director here at 12 Way Foundation. Um, I came through this program and that's what inspired me to work in, in this field. I seen, you know, the dark places that God had taken me in life real quick could be used to bring others out of a dark place and encourage them. And so um, with some education behind it and some tools, it has helped me to serve in the East Texas community in the behavior health field. Thank you, Byron. And as the experts of men's health, I will hand it over to Jamie to continue the conversation. Thank you, Nadine. So uh, as the topic is, we're, we're talking about improving men's health and focusing on what it means to be a man, what it means to do that healthily. And so, uh, Byron, tell me, what does it mean? Uh, what does men's health mean to you? Why is it important to focus on it this month? Man's health is very important to me because the, the organization that I serve is to help rebuild, um, you know, men. I mean, uh, you know, to, to give them an overhaul, give them some structure and, and, and get them back there out there being productive citizens. And so we definitely need awareness um, pointed at that so that we can improve and um, dialogue and have conversations on how we can better serve. Yeah, and you mentioned dialogue. I think an issue that is that can be a great obstacle for men is the ability to talk about what's really going on. So, yes. you know, what's the easiest way for men to connect and, you know, be real with one another, as we might say? Well, um, just, you know, seeing that the, the next man is not so different. Um, we, we live in a time where a lot of us, we want to be different. And, you know, just one of my sayings around here where Christ-Centered Recovery Support Service at 12-Way, one of my sayings is, if we were so different, why is the Ten Commandments applicable to all of us? So we're not so different, okay? We may be culturally different. We may walk different, talk different. But, you know, we, we, we have more in common th than we have in difference. So getting them past that, you know, like the common bond. So one of the, the tools I use is to try to find a common bond with the man. It don't matter who they are. In some kind of way, either a show we've watched or some music or a book we've read somewhere we've been or some kind of shared experience and most of the time here the common bond we have is substance abuse homelessness 
you know, mental issues, behavior issues. So, so we all can come together and kind of grow each other, you know, iron sharpens iron. And so that's a big tool that we use here, peer-to-peer mentorship, um, group sessions, and individually talking to each other and then building that confidence to know that they're not being judged, that someone's here to listen and, and, and to take their stuff, their, their, their wreckage, and to point them in the direction to start cleaning it up. Thank you. You mentioned about the obstacles that can be there. And I know sometimes there can be cultural differences that might get in the way of men being able to come together to find that common ground. And, that, and there also might be cultural differences that impact you know, someone's willingness or openness to yes. get, getting mental and behavioral health support. A big part of what 12 Way do is, you know, diversity. When, when I come through the program, you know, we had one leader as I was taking over this volunteer pass. And I'm like, God, what am I going to do? Well, God always has the answers because he brought in five, eight, nine more volunteers. And so where we had a retired teacher and a plant manager, um, whether it was, you know, uh, diversity in race, culture, economic status, um, blue collar, white collar, though God just reined them into here. So we had have an arsenal of people that if I don't connect to you, and, and, and it's obvious, one person can't reach everybody, yeah. you know, and so if I can't connect with somebody based on my age and my background, then we have somebody in the circle that they may be willing or able to connect with. And I think that's big because, you know, um, people, you know, they, they want to relate to people. And so if, if, if they feel, and, and once again, a lot of the time I have something to relate to them, but if I don't have something to relate to them, somebody here does. And so that's the big thing, being relatable, being a approachable um um not being so much on a on a on a, on a pedestal where people you don't inspire people to take those smaller steps towards um prospering and, and cleaning up wreckage and getting their lives back in order and being productive men and so you know again you know part of what chris has helped us do is to continue to monitor and maintenance men and grow them so that's a, that's a big deal, you know, just having an umbrella, you know, kind of like a life coach or just a mentor. Mentors are big. Every person should have one. If you're walking the face of this earth right now, you should have some kind of mentor. I know, you know, one issue I think that can befall men is, you know, we have an expectation to be able to solve problems, provide, and sometimes that those solutions or the way to navigate maybe a challenging situation doesn't is not obvious to someone and maybe maybe i don't know that i could talk you know get some ideas bounce some ideas off of someone you mentioned the value of mentoring yes. and I, I, I and and i think you know there's often a turning to you know maybe a, a substance when i can't handle yes. things well i'm gonna I'm going to find an escape. So could you say a little more about like what, what's kind of the inner game, that mental game, yes. like that cognitive piece that really is essential to helping the men you serve? Once again, getting them out. Thank you. Very good question, Mr. Jamie. 
getting them out of their head, you know. Um, um, when they come here, you know, one of the parts I play is like distracting them from themselves, okay? Just just getting them out of their head, giving them a small task, maybe sweep the floor, you know, hey, um, you know, take the trash out, Get, getting them, you know, planting small seeds of productivity, you know, getting them to come to group sessions, getting them to come to class. Then they're sitting in a class session and they may see or hear somebody that has a real, you know, common story to theirs. And now they see somebody with a story like theirs and they're talking about it and they're finding solutions and they're cleaning up their wreckage. And, and, and you know, that's inspiring to somebody because they believe if they're doing it, then I can do it. And so that's the biggest thing. The biggest thing is just inspiring people to um, say, I can do it. And, and, and once you get that seed planted, then giving them and setting the table, giving them the tools and setting the table for them to start to build their toolbox, rebuild their toolbox, rebuild their, you know, rethread their cognitive thinking, um, getting out the old way of thinking and starting to think in a, a new way, in a new direction. And if you could change that, if you can inspire change in that, then the thinking automatically goes to the behavior. Then you can start to change the way a person behaves if you could change the way that they see things. Uh, and, and so what I'm hearing, it's like, there's an interior piece and an exterior, like interiorly, maybe I've developed a habit of mine. I know people might refer to it as rolling the tape, you know, where it's like, I face something that I am challenged by and I might immediately go to, oh, this is all, woe is me. And, yes, and to be able to help people kind of interrupt that. Yes that yes. take and 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 to provide you mentioned like the little steps like sweeping the floor coming to a meeting it's like they're little wins like we use the same kind of strategy with you know managing teams you just made a very valid point yeah. you know a guy I'll come into my office and they'll say well yeah they they took me off the floor and moved me to the forklift and I'm like what man that's a big win yeah. And, and, you know, they'll, they'll be like, oh, it's okay. No, let's stop. <laughs> let's right. celebrate that now. That's a big win. You got to celebrate the, 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 yep. the small and the big wins because you never know when the next one is. And so it's like, I, I tell them definitely celebrate those wins because yeah. it's so much spike, spotlight put on negativity yeah. and so little put on positivity, but we need to change that and put a lot more spotlight on positivity than negativity that's that's good i mean it's sometimes it's like if i'm in that same shall we say poor mindset i need that help someone outside me to say that's a good thing let's stay focused on the good yes and sir. not dwell on not just the negative of the moment but kind of imagining a worst case scenario than maybe what i'm facing so i yes, appreciate that point and i and the second thing i know you know in terms of the external like helping me recognize my wins but then, as you said, like coming to meetings, it's like it's being made part, helping me become part of a community where we share our experiences and like we can learn from one another rather than isolating, seeing others as a threat. Uh, yes. And that's a big that's a big shift. And that really, you know, I know in our experience working with many students, it was a big shift to help them feel part of something. Yes. Anxiety reduces. Yes. And, you know, it's just 
it's just a, it's can be a dramatic and, 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 and again mr brogan people will beat themselves down because mainstream has has started to make men believe that if they're not seven foot tall or run a four four and a 40 and so like i thought like that and then i got here and then guys started using me to build relationships and i'm thinking that i I'm, i didn't know that was a gift you know i didn't know that was something to celebrate and so that's what i got there is what i give to the guys i'm always encouraging them to be a part of something get out in the community get out of self um um because God can use you. There's something about you. You don't have to have all the money. You can still go volunteer somewhere, adopt a highway, trash pickup, help uh, hand out toys uh, um, for for a, a gift giveaway. So getting them into that, shifting them to that space to where they see that they can be a part of something bigger than themselves. And that is a confidence builder that is one of the biggest confidence builders you're going to have in life, being a part of something bigger than yourselves and then impacting lives, being able to impact a life. And so getting them in that space to like, man, you don't have to have everything to impact a life, to encourage somebody. These yeah. things are, 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 are things you can do for free. Yeah. Encourage yeah. somebody, lift someone up point them in the direction you just came from hey man i just got done cleaning up um this wreckage this is how you do it and and, and i mean that is so impactful i mean and it could be something so small so simple that bogs somebody down and being a part of a community is what helps them to get the information the resource they need to come out of that dark space yeah I want to I, I want to talk about a particular uh, type of situation that can be a great challenge in terms of this kind of getting people reconnected. Uh, you know, there's an issue with I mean, men and women coming out of incarceration. You know, they've served their time, they've paid their debt, and they're coming out and want to get started on the right foot. And you know, I know there's there can be a, a difficulty getting employment if I have a record. Yes, and then if I yes. can't get employment, I can't pay for rent or support maybe my family, my kids. And yes. I, I can't be able to move out of the situation that I came from where I yes. need to put myself in maybe a more, you know, positive community. And yes. so can you say a little bit about those challenges in particular facing, you know, men concluding their coming, coming back out of incarceration and trying to yes, sir. get off Most on the definitely. right foot? You know, they get this um, preconceived seed planted in them that, hey, I'm a felon, or I don't have any education, you know, or I dropped the ball on my first marriage, and it just makes them where they don't even want to try again. They don't even want to try life again. And, mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, Lord forbid, but they get to the extent of, you know, they don't want to be here. And so um, just telling them that, no, man, second chances are out there education and workforce programs are out there. WIOA programs are out there. There's education. There's financial freedom in trades, plumbing, electrician, carpentry work, truck driving, just planting those seeds and giving them a little direction, man, to where they can, they can have some kind of financial freedom in life again. And, and so, because a lot of times when they get to me, 
they don't know that anyone loves them, that there's any kind of opportunities out there for them. They're beat down. They're dreading life. They're dreading waking up tomorrow. And so just planting the seed of, nope, there's programs out there, man, where you can make an honest living of seventy-five dollars to $80,000 a year. And um, these programs are wide open right now. Don't believe that there's nothing out here for you. Don't believe there's no opportunities. Don't believe nobody loves you. Don't believe nobody wants to see you prosper. No, think the opposite of that. I'm going to prosper. God wants me to have something, you know, and, and, and so getting them to that space and pointing them in the direction of where they can capitalize on that resource and that thought process. And it builds so much confidence in them. I mean, you know, it's, it's like you just getting their license. I, I, I just recently helped somebody that was locked up 17 years from 20 to 37 and they had never had a license before they went to jail. And then they got their license. And man, we just had to stop for a moment and just really, just, just really just melt into that moment because something like a license for me, you know, is not so hard because I've been out here. But something like a license for that person was like them receiving a doctoral degree. And so... 12-way helps you got you help your clients get documentation you help them get jobs even even if they've had a, a, a record yes we help them uh residency forms um uh getting a bill with their name on it just mm -hmm. small documents like that to get uh taking them a county over for a test because you know um the dps isn't wide open yet they're still regulating and only allow, allowing certain, you know, a, a small amount of people. So getting them seeds planted in Kilgore and Linden and going and sitting with them all day, hands-on, so mm -hmm. that they could get in, going through that process, advocating for them. Sometimes they need somebody just to advocate for them. Uh, this new gentleman I got, he is an amazing worker, but he, nobody knows him. So just advocate to the community, mm -hmm. almost like... um um. Uh, a referral or a reference for them. They need references. They don't have a reference if they've been incarcerated or whatnot, or they can't track the references down. Their county's over, state over. So being, giving them the space to work in our facility to give them a recommendation to plant a seed for them to have an opportunity outside of here. That's a lot of what we do too, just a reference. Yeah, I, I, I know any, for anybody getting a job, it's that networking and that ability to have a good reference, a good, a good, a good connection with the employer is key. Well, yes. uh, Byron, tell tell us a little bit about your organization and your Christus Community Impact Fund supported program. You know, how did well, what are some of the specifics of that, and how did that help you in your mission to support the men you do? Well, we're so grateful for Christus because that was something we always knew we needed. So it was a game changer. It was a prayer answered. We knew that we needed to keep more maintenance on our guys as they transitioned out. And we, we knew that it needed infrastructure and structure. And that's what Christus helped us to do. That's what Christus did, not help us to do. They did it. They gave us the resources that we need to give something a face and some infrastructure some some 
some up-to-date technology, you know, and create this program to where we can keep maintenance, ongoing maintenance on guys that want it. Once again, everybody that graduates us and leaves, don't sign up for it. But those that want it, those that want to keep in touch, and I can't believe, and you can't believe how many come back um, that uses this as a, a reference point to find themselves. And so, like a compass, you, you know, and so a lot of t- that program has allowed men to keep finding their compass, keep finding, keep coming back to their compass and give them some kind of direction out there. Okay, there's a resource over here. There's a job hiring in, in, in Mansfield, uh, Louisiana. The, the, just still, uh, Byron, I, I, I've lost my job since I've left. Okay, let me get on the phone and call somebody and see if we can't get something going. Okay, um, c- come back to meetings. You need to make more meetings. Well, you're doing better than most. Maybe you can, you know, you can make less meetings. Just being a reference point and a compass for men as they're still transitioning. The transition does not stop when they've done a minimum of six months here. But it, it, it can't. If it took them, you know, 16, 20 years to get to that point of even stepping into a place like this, six months doesn't resolve all their issues. And so yeah. that program gave us an opportunity to be an outreach and support system outside of these walls. So it bridges, so y'all y'all provide a strong support in your residential program and then men get healthier, they get confidence, they get connected to jobs, their network strengthens, then they move out and this allows it's just not all or nothing. You can still they can still maintain that connection to y'all to navigate those next challenges while continuing to grow in independence. That's, that's, we're grateful to be able to support you in that way. What, what, um, what successes has your program experienced in promoting and improving and treating mental well-being and behavioral health for men? Well, it, it, it has helped them to have an outreach, something like a counselor, something like a, a life coach, um, something like a mentor, a peer, that has their best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. One thing that they know is I'm not gonna tell them anything wrong. And they know if I don't know the answer, then I'll find out. And so having a healthy, a healthy tool and reference point to, that, that's gonna, not gonna feed them bad information, not gonna feed them, you know, information that crashes them out and puts them further deep down and further behind the eight ball, giving them information, encouragement, a set of tools that gets them to the next level, that gets them to that job, that gets them back with their um, uh, wives, that gets them back in the the house with their kids. Um, um, These things help them, that writes them a letter a letter of character. All of these are tools that help them to reestablish themselves as productive men in society. And ultimately, that's what we're, we need. That's what we have a deficit. And that's what man's health, that's what 12-way, and that's what the Christus Outreach Program is all about through 12-way, 
It's just giving them a tool set, giving them a face, a person, a compass, yeah. a resource that they can use out there. And we've seen a lot of success. We got guys that, because our doors are more open now because we got infrastructure for those guys to come back. These guys, when they leave and transition out, they have mail that still comes here. We have created them a file. They lost their wallet in transition and moving. They need a copy of their ID to get a job or to, they need a copy of their social security. Uh, uh, they need a copy of an old diploma residency form. Just being a hub like that is amazing for these guys because as you're transitioning and rebuilding your life, a lot of times you might take a step back and you need to, need to, to refer back to that compass so that you can get back on course. And that's what that program has helped us to do. Now, that's great. That's great. I, I, um, it, it especially makes me proud to be able to help men, especially men who are fathers, to be able to reconcile with their families and, and that then take responsibility for their kids because it's, it's just what, what greater calling can there be for so, for so many of us. And, and, and we're glad to be here, Jamie, and we're blessed to do. What would you say are some challenges and factors that should be, that, that hinder your progress? Yes, sir. So, so just always having, um, Having um, people that have been around what we do long enough, it, that has been enriched by the soil with the tool set so that we can duplicate what one person do to two person to four people um, that are able to reach these men and that are able to mentor these men. That is a challenge because I, I, I really need to duplicate myself a few times <laughs> because it's just not yeah. enough to go around. It, it just isn't. And, and so um, yeah. just giving more um, entities like 12-Way, that is a support service for the community, the means and the tool set and the resource to provide more outreach. And I always say, you know, 12-Way was cast in a net. We're, we're fishermen of men. But then yeah. that program helped us to cast a net and then that net casts a net because now guys are like, hey man, Byron, I mean, 12-Way has a, a outreach program. Won't you give them a call? That may be the distinguishing element between you getting over this next hump and obstacle in life. And so now it made us get more referrals, more activity and more calls and, um, uh, yeah. we, we, you know, guys are not scared to come back. And, and then when, when somebody here sees somebody come back that have been through the program completed and moved on and they stay connected, do you know what that does to the group that's sitting here as a guy come back and say, this is what this program done for me. And, yeah. and this is how it helped me. It's just, it's unending inspiration. You mentioned how you yourself coming into this role, you know, it's like going through the darkness and then coming through it and realizing that call to be able to give back, to connect others in to this help. I mean, it's a great example of the resurrection. And I, I know also 12 way, you know, y'all are faith-based 
uh, 12-step program. So just would you sit last, maybe say a little bit about how, uh, how your faith has helped inspire the mission of 12-way and the work that you do? Well, I'm nothing without God. You, you know, while at 12-way, I've gotten a bachelor's degree in sociology from Wiley College, a master's degree in business from ETBU, LCDC. Um, none of this would be anything if, if God couldn't use it to serve others. You know, I, I don't care about any ex-military father, husband. If, if God couldn't take me to those dark places in all of that so that he can use me as a vessel. I mean, and I, I believe that you haven't taken your first breath until you understand your calling and what God wants to use you for. Now you're living. And so just turning over my will and life over to God and being used by God. And, and, and I tell God, use me up. Because if you use me up, there's very little of me left to get in the way. So just being a vessel for God and, and, and all my attributes and accolades, if they couldn't be used by God, that they would be useless to me. So, you know, I don't even know how to use an MBA or BA uh, or LCDC. Only God through me is that stuff any use. So I'm just, I'm grateful for him choosing me to be something that he wants to use. Yeah, I think of that line from St. Paul, my power is made perfect in weakness and it's through those sufferings those dark parts that sometimes we can find our deepest calling so Amen. well byron i appreciate the time with you and uh turn it back over to nadine jamie and byron i'm leaving this conversation feeling very inspired you both have shared that it's important to be relatable and approachable to create a connection and create a community of support to inspire people to say, yes, I see you doing this, I can do it too. Celebrating the big and small wins because you don't know when the next one is. To this point, you mentioned that we need to shift our mindset from negativity to focusing more on the positivity. Second chances always exist. Planting the seed of opportunities can build people's confidence and lead to people finding their compass. And lastly, the, the act of encouraging and just believing in someone can make a huge impact on their life. Jamie and Byron, I'd like to wrap up this conversation by saying thank you. Thank you, thank you on behalf of Christus Health and the fund. We're grateful for each of you sharing your time with us today and we appreciate your partnership and learning more about men's health. And thank you to our listeners for joining us for this episode of Christus Calling. I'm your host, Jillian Fertig. Like that statue of St. Patrick Steady in the storm Where the need is greatest We open our loving arms Right place, right mind Bringing comfort in these troubled times Cause when you're up against a struggle stronger than you You just have to keep doing what you're called to do When the glory keeps coming makes you wanna trust Oh, something bigger than us